0: It's one small step for man. One giant leap for man. Time. Columbia, Columbia. It's time out. AOS Columbia. I'm going to use. 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 I'm going
1: to use. I'm going 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 to use. I'm going
2: to use. I'm going 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 to use. I'm
0: going to use. I'm 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 going to use. i going to i am i i i i i to a, another edition of the tkw podcast it's all-star weekend uh we got a lot to go over on this podcast today and that's that might be the biggest lie that i've told throughout this entire pod we're, we're, we it's gonna be a quick one i think but i'm anthony Corbo at Corbo anthony on twitter i've got kyle maggio at kyle maggio on twitter what's up dude what's going on brian gibberman at brian gibberman on twitter what's happening dude. with you man
2: oh nothing much just about to watch the all-star game
0: yep yep we're recording it is uh sunday night right before the game's about to start uh no Knicks playing in in this year's game obviously uh but we did have some festivities over all-star weekend we had uh one of the newest Knicks, dennis smith jr competing in the slam dunk contest let's take a look at how uh dennis smith performed for us on all-star saturday night yeah
1: it's
0: not, okay. but it took a three attempts, and that's gotta count against you. Okay. Yeah, if yeah. Three gotta count against you. Definitely three. It's a really nice number. But that's but you 7, gotta count against uh, you, bro.
1: Uh, I, 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 I give uh, that a 43-44. No, no, no that's a total. See how easy it is? Bitch, your camera bolts out. Because I'm a it's in the building. Left Brack right, City, we're alive. Oh, oh tired downstairs. Oh, Lord.
2: That's it, right? That's it, yep, yep, that was his third attempt. Dennis
0: Smith fell to Hamadou Diallo of the Oklahoma City Thunder in the final round, uh, but overall, yo, know, he had a he had a couple of nice attempts in there. He seemed like he kind of uh, made it a little harder on himself than he necessarily had to, uh, but. Yeah, uh, you know, I was really, really hoping we could pull some kind of uh, something home from All Star Weekend, but uh, I guess not. What, what, what did you think about Dennis Smith's performance in the dunk contest, Kyle? I,
1: I thought I only really had two reactions. I, I thought he did a good job. I thought he lost through no fault of his own. Really, um, he 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 loaded up a lot. He had a lot of uh, failed starts as, as he went before each dunk attempt, and um, aside from that, I mean, when he actually got the dunks down, which is all that really should matter in the end, they were spectacular. Um, But, you know, Diallo was just... There wasn't really a lot that you could do with what he was doing as well. Like, the the honey dip was uh, as good as it was going to be over... You know, it's over Shaq, and it's it's a high bar. I I thought it was a good dunk contest. I I thought uh, John Collins kind of stunk, but... um, Dennis, I thought, had, had a couple of nice ones. The The, the dunk over Wade was hard. The, the J. Cole dunk was really nice. And I don't know how he caught it as far back as he did and managed to dunk it. Um, you know, I, I like that little hometown tribute he did there. So I thought it was a good show. I thought, I thought he was fine. Just, you know, Diallo was better. And sometimes you just got to tip your cap. So,
2: the John Collins dunk over the plane. I, at first, I thought he did that intentionally. I thought he set it up to kick off both parts of that plane and then dunk it. But
1: then I realized he did it by accident.
0: Yeah, that was I uh, couldn't not a good I joke. couldn't believe
1: I couldn't believe he went with the cap on. I think is when i I realized that this wasn't gonna go well. Like when he put the cap on and then he went to run, and then the cap fell off, and then he had to put it back on. And I was like, "You're just gonna have to lose the cap, man. Just try to focus on jumping over the plane. There's there's a lot going on here." And then, uh, <laughs> and then he clipped the plane. Um, it just, you know, good 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 effort. Uh, nice idea, but just didn't just didn't work out. The execution wasn't there.
2: People got a- angry at me on Twitter for pointing out that it wasn't good for the NBA that Joe Harris and Hamadou Diallo each won the two main events in like a showcase of what the league is. Do people not realize and grasp that this is a marketing event? Like that's really all this is. It's just to market the league to a wider audience and try and garner attention. And when you have no name players that no one cares about participating and winning the events, that is not what the intended consequences of something like this is. I, I can't believe I got pushback on that.
0: My favorite part of All-Star Saturday or any of the All-Star events, though, is when the uh, the no-name uh, VI, uh, VPs of whatever department at all of these companies are the ones giving out the awards. And they're just like, it, it's it's just the funniest contrast of these people versus uh nba players out there on the court there you you would not find a bigger contrast of health in in many places
1: that's that's fair and uh brian to your point uh, okay push back on that kind of stuff i brought this not the exact same thing because I, i agree with you that it's a marketing event and people seem to i don't know i think they forget sometimes about um That component to it that this is all a gimmick this that's how this started in in the beginning was look at all these stars that we do have you should come watch the nba because of it and that's always been the essence of it that's why it's evolved into a whole weekend with all these different contests um that's why these guys don't play defense there's a lot of kids watching you're selling these kids on your spectacular offensive moves that's the whole point you know the like some of my best memories as a kid is like seeing T Mac throw down a self alley oop in the All Star game, and you know that's the kind of stuff they want to see. The kids don't give a shit if you know Clay Thompson is locking up LeBron with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So it's it's always a marketing event. I try not to take these too seriously. I try to just enjoy them for what they are. And to your point, like yeah, having like you know Joe Harris is a really nice player, and he's obviously shooting lights out. But you know it probably is better for the league if Steph wins. So I at least give them like Steph was in it and competing. They had some big name guys like Dame and Kemba too. But um, in the dunk contest, like, you, you know, you, you should have more than like Dennis Smith Jr. Being your, your uh, headliner, you know, you're I trying do. to sell that a little bit more.
0: I do kind of push back on that a little bit. I I, 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 I agree that it is a marketing thing, but it to me, can be a little bit contrived when you just have like all the star players in there. Like, I would rather see role players winning these awards because it, it, it's more of a showcase of other talents are at the league versus just what you're going to see on the uh, you know with the star players it it's uh, it is a marketing event and everything like that uh but for you know just a, a production or a fan standpoint I, I i think that seeing more of the the role players who excel in that one specific facet of their game uh be highlighted during these events is kind of more exciting to me than just watching you know Giannis go out there and dunk all over the dunk contest although that would be fantastic
2: Anthony, um, you just sounded I, I, like college um college guy who likes the nba who i like no, college no, basketball no, more no, than nba no. you like you would like want to watch like the 6 foot 3 white guy taking a no, charge no, no, that, no, that's no, who no, you no, just no, were. no no no, no. no, no, no <laughs> I'm,
0: not, I'm not watching a season of that shit like i don't i don't want to watch i'm not going to sit there and watch uh, you know john collins try to jump over an airplane 82 times a year i'm 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 saying for these specific things these specific you know showcases where you know, it, it, it should be the people who are more excelling in this one specific thing. Because this one specific thing doesn't really get as much. It's not as important except for, like, this exact moment. It's not that important how good of a dunker you are in an actual NBA game. So, I, you know, when okay. we bring out the best of those guys out here. And also, Hamidou Diallo was. He, I mean, he was disgusting last night. His, his last dunk over Shaq, where he hung in the rim with his elbow. I, I, I am giving him all the credit in the world. I'm giving him all the respect on that. That was incredible.
1: I, I think it, it just needs to be a mix is my thing. Like, Joe Harris beating Steph is cool because Steph is competing and Dame is competing. You know, I don't like when – like, I agree with – like, Diallo was was filthy yesterday. So, again, it, it's not really an indictment against him. It's just there's a bigger draw if, like, Diallo would have beaten LeBron or, you know, would have beaten Giannis. Like, there's a bigger draw to that. Like, now – like, that's why I think the, the Joe Harris thing is more impressive because then you could be like Joe Harris of the Nets, who, you know, are supposed to be up and coming, you know, beat Steph Curry, who's arguably not really arguably anymore the the greatest shooter ever. Like, to me, you got to make it a little bit more compelling, at least mix it up a little bit. You know, the dunk contest is the only one where, you know, we struggle to get stars consistently. The three-point contest, skills contest, um, they those guys do that stuff pretty regularly every year. We see some big names, but the dunk contest, we've seen years where there's just guys shying away from it. Whoa. Dude, you know what immensely improved my Saturday
2: night watching was? I went to a bar, and there was a DJ, and there was music playing, and there was no sound. And it was so yeah, much better absolutely. than in the past. Like, watching it with no sound and just not listening to Reggie and all the other idiots really made it more fun for me.
0: I, yeah. Reg,
1: Reggie ruins everything. Even the Dialu dunk um, yesterday. You know, he... He did the same thing to Nate Robinson, and I, and I, I knew it was going to happen. I, I knew if somebody, you know, jumped over someone and touched them and Reggie was on the call, he was going to do the same thing again. And he did it, that son of a bitch. You know, 10 years ago with Nate Robinson, when he when he won and he dunked over Dwight Howard, right? You know, R- Reggie immediately, everyone's going nuts. He, like, first of all, he's 5'9". If he uses his arm a little bit, you let it happen. You, like, you just kind of pretend it wasn't there, but it's still very impressive because it is, right? But he's like, mm, you know. He put his arm. He used his arm. He used his arm. And he's the only one. Go go back and listen to it. Very vanilla. He used his arm. And then again yesterday, you know, Diallo jumps over Shaq, the, the mountain of a man that Shaq is. And he's like, mm. he, he pushed off. He used his arm. Reggie Miller, shut the fuck up. One time, man. My God, he did a honey dip over Shaquille O'Neal. Just enjoy the moment
0: one time. One time. That's it. Well, all right, so let's, let's take a look at some of the actual Dennis Smith dunks from last night, though. We did, we did have our, we had our guy representing us out there. The first one, it, he took all the time he, he needed to get any one of these dunks off. I mean, he was looking tired by the end of a couple of these, but you, you had the first one that took quite a few tries. Uh, he ended up with a 45 at the end of it. A pretty good-looking dunk when he finally managed to get it done, though. I mean, he had the little, you know, he went around the rim. He managed to, to really hammer it down on that. I, I, definitely a 45. Looking at all these videos for, like, the first, you know, looking at them again, when he it's all the attempts aren't in there, it's a lot more impressive for sure. But uh, the dunks that he actually managed to, like, you know, put down at the beginning of the contest look pretty good in my opinion. I had a big so problem like- with the J. Cole one, though.
1: Well, first, I want to hear your problem, but I feel like he's, and all uh, on the reasoning for why he was short on all those attempts, I feel like he has such good ideas, but he's, like, just an inch and a half short of being able to pull them off swiftly. Like, he has all the athletic ability, but the ideas are so good that in order to pull them off swiftly in the first try or two, like, he needs, like, he he just would need to be an extra inch taller. He kept having the
0: same problem he has during games, too, where he tries to go up for these dunks, like, can't finish it, and then the ball just ends up layupping in. It's, he,
1: he, and he and the thing was too like I don't know what his issue was or he just wasn't comfortable because like he would like really get up yesterday and just kind of like hang there and then decide not to do the dunk and I was like what happened it wasn't the jump you had the jump you know did did, did you right, fumble right. the ball like like so I, I don't was know what
0: timed it seemed like you know? yeah I, I don't know my, my, I was watching with my buddy he said that the crane kept getting to him. He said the crane in his personal you know, kept uh, kept affecting his dunks. I don't know.
1: There was one time when I noticed it, and it swung really, really quickly, and I and I picked up on it. But I thought maybe you know I had just finally noticed that it was there. But that one time really stuck out. So I, now that you bring it up, that's but, a but decent I mean, point, perhaps.
0: The cold dunk, I I think it was his best dunk of the night um all together, you know just just now he managed to pull it off and everything and you know I, I thought it was better than anything he pulled off in the uh in the final round but man i had a big problem with him changing his jersey out like that i had a big problem with it i i listen
1: why did they do that every year i just say there's, there's no, films no, no, i'm
0: fine with that i don't i don't care if he's gonna put on a different jersey i just would rather it be like give him a j cole like nicks jersey or something even i don't care i just want to you know I'm looking at back at all the photos for the for the dunk and everything like that, and there's you know there's no Knicks. It's just Bulldogs on and everything like that. And I get it, he's wearing his high school jersey and everything, but I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way that he wasn't dunking in a Knicks jersey on that one. Are, you really got mad about that? I did because I need something to get mad about at least once a week on this you, podcast. You, you got you got
1: to relax, man. Be sound like me when we started this podcast. How have the tables turned so much? i got jaded man
0: are you kidding me how the tables turn so much you and i have been doing this for like two and a half years now
1: you know i I, mean? I, look, I only get more pleasant as time goes on and you only get more angry I, it's I, stunning it's, i
0: only become more frustrated the things oh. that you've put me through
1: i i, I don't know why we, we, this is a good thing going we're the getting things... popular people seem to like us we're getting kevin durant this summer for reasons that i cannot announce I don't have a source, but I'll be a much uh, less so, angry
0: person if we end up with Kevin Durant. Uh, it's a
1: summer. strong gut feeling based on a random Twitter occurrence.
0: Maybe I'm just uh, stop.
1: stop. Don't ruin tea leaves, jerk.
0: Yeah, sorry. Well, look
1: at you. you just, just even
0: give him something to look forward to. My God, I can't. I just, I, I. This is unbelievable. <laughs> um, Dennis Smith's last dunk. Uh, the one, the one over. Uh, one over Shaquille – or no, I'm sorry. That was Diallo. The one over Dwayne Wade. Uh, was that a 50? I don't know if that was a 50. I, I, I thought it was a fifty. I,
1: I, 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 I don't know that it was a 50.
0: They gave him a 50. He even looked surprised. You see that? Like He looked shocked when he saw the score. He was like, gee, like, you, you, you realize how lucky he got? He only got that 50 because they were trying to build the suspense for, for Diallo and make a show out of it. I but thought it was that, like a that s- was
1: solid – 45 or so i didn't yeah, think it, yeah, yeah. It, it was clearly a very good dunk it just wasn't
0: it took i mean it took a long time you could see he kind of simplified it a little bit more at the end and he launched himself above dwayne wade's shoulders
1: yeah like for a 50 there should be that initial like whoa and i didn't have the initial whoa yeah, yeah, i was like definitely not I was like oh nice
0: well hey you know what at least uh at least we got some representation in there i didn't think we were going to anything in, in uh, all-star weekend we end up with the dennis Smith dunk contest uh, I didn't watch any of the uh the Rising Stars game. Did uh we see see anything of Knox yeah. in there?
1: Uh, I mean everybody played well in that game because yeah. that's the point of the game. But Knox, <laughs> I I mean yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, but but Knox, uh, I think he had a couple of threes. Uh, he had a couple of really nice dunks, one off of an oop. So I I thought, I mean that's that's about as good as an outcome. I think he had thirteen, no eleven points. So. It, it, You know, a perfectly fine performance. He actually shot pretty well, which was a nice change of pace. But uh, that was it. He
2: should get to play in games more often where the other opposing team doesn't play defense. That makes his ability not to dribble not as bad.
0: Can you imagine? Correct. Uh, All right. (sighs) Well, listen, Dennis Smith Jr., wasn't the first player to uh be in the dunk contest for us he's certainly not going to be in the last nick to uh to participate in this but shout out james uh, white yeah shout out james white shout out the uh rich history of all the Knicks players that have uh performed in there thank god he didn't deliver us a james white uh performance so i would not have been able to live with that it was a little bit better than that but other than james white i mean you got you got some performances from uh from nate robinson there you can go all the way back to uh you know, Doug Maybe Christie and ever everything go. in that. You had all of the, all of these things. Uh, if you want to know the, the official TKW ranking of Knicks dunk contest participants, Eli Cohen has just, uh, a great piece. All the video you need in there. Uh, take a trip down memory lane. It's over on the dot wall.com. Check that out. Um, and everyone, I, you know, I didn't mention that at the beginning of the show, but please make sure you're you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your platform of your choosing. Uh, follow the Knicks Wall on Twitter. Follow TKW on Podcast. Always be giving us those five star reviews. We appreciate them so much. Uh, Kyle, I th- we got a uh, got a room for uh, for any kind of giveaway anytime soon. I think we got to give the people something here
1: yeah we should uh we should do that i think the last time we did the pot last time we did it was for the the yannis step over sorry the yeah. zonia step over of uh yannis was the last time we did it so i think we should uh cook something up in the yeah, next couple yeah, of weeks
0: yeah pay attention to the uh to the twitter feed we'll have something going for you then Until then, the only gift that we all have over uh, as Knicks fans right now is we finally got a win. The, uh, the losing streak ends at 18 games. The Knicks managed to defeat the Atlanta Hawks uh, right before the All-Star break, 106-91. to um, Yeah, it's, it feels good to be back on top. And now the Knicks have, uh, how many games do we have left to go through this season? 25 now, 24?
2: 24 24 games 24.
0: left to the rest of the season so uh definitely some lots of questions as to where this team will go from there but let's just start with uh brian we we ended the the losing streak i mean just in that alone how, it, how does it feel to get a win right now
2: as someone who's been rooting for them to win games this has been an absolutely miserable stretch so i enjoyed seeing them play well on the road against a team that I know the Hawks record isn't great, but they've been playing better basketball recently. And the Knicks have like early in the season when the Knicks beat them, it was like, they didn't have John Collins and they clearly weren't as good of a team, but that was, they, they played pretty decent basketball. Dennis Smith had another strong game. Uh, Luke Cornette tried to do a little too much, but, they, like he tried to because he was playing the four a lot he i feel like he tried to expand his game and do some stuff off the dribble instead of keeping a, a narrow focus and just shooting threes when he's open and then moving the ball but uh they they're playing well when he's on the court whether it be with Mitch whether it was with um, DeAndre Jordan both of those weird big lineups have worked well for them and the team just in general they played a, they played a solid basketball game and uh it was it wasn't
1: well played but they they did alright yeah, Dennis. I went back and rewatched that game, man. Dennis looked good. Um, I, I continue to be impressed with Kadeem Allen. I was high on him. Um, I was hoping that he got a good opportunity to play big minutes, and he's been playing upwards of, you know, twenty very regularly now. Yeah, um, Twenty-four he, in that
0: game against the Hawks.
1: I mean, he's been a dimer. I thought he had some nice playmaking ability, but he's been just throwing out assists since he's been up here. So he's had a couple of high assist totals, and this one he had nine. Uh, to go with 14 points and a couple of rebounds. Um, So, I mean, that's to me, that's been pretty fun. You know, John Jenkins uh, played pretty well, too. You know, he got a better opportunity. But, um, yeah, it was a really nice balanced attack. And, you know, like uh, Brian said, I just wanted to see – I knew – we all knew that they were going to lose almost every game this season. So that's why I always root for wins. Like, inevitably, they're going to lose. So I want these kids to do well. When they win, I, I feel better. Because we already kind of chalked up there was going to be a, a zillion losses, so it was nice to see them get back on track. Losing is all fine and dandy, but when you're setting historic, you know, franchise losing streaks in the process, that's a little bit embarrassing. So, you know, I know a lot of fans are excited because that locks us in for the better odds for Zion, but even still, I just think at some point you got to get off the snide there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and the thing that the Knicks have. Yeah, you know, whether it's been the so much losing us forces us or just everything that's happened, you know, after the trade deadline and the trade that went down and everything like that, uh, the Knicks have had an opportunity to get a good look at some more role players and guys in the G League, like we're talking about Allen and Jenkins and everyone. Um, I'm kind of curious as to what the rotation starts to look like as the season, uh, as the rest of the season moves on, and like who's going to get a shake and and like where. So we had a we had a tweet sent in to us at the Knicks Wall. From Bugsy Sig at Bugsy Sig on Twitter, he uh, or they dropped a, a line to us that said, "Start Dsj. Dot Knox, Cornet DeAndre Jordan. Bring Kadeem, Trier, Frank, Vonleh, Mitch off the bench. And then the the interesting part here is the end of games: Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Neal, Kina, Damian Dotson, Kevin Knox, uh, Mitchell Robinson for defense; Luke Cornette for offense. Is that?" pretty much the direction that you guys see this team skewing in or is that, is that kind of a closing lineup you could see happening? And, and you know, we've talked about the, the larger starting lineup too. How do you think all these players end up meshing together more uh, in the long term, Kyle? I, I don't know how it's going to
1: play out for these kids uh, term. Uh, the The only real meshing I think we're going to see is I think Frank's really going to benefit from playing off the ball, Of Dennis Smith Jr. like that and I think um, depending on how creative Fisdale gets it maybe plays Dotson a little bit more at the three again I think Frank could really fit nicely in between you know a Dennis Smith Jr. and a Dotson I think he's a nice bridge between those two skill sets on the perimeter so um, this is like kind of the depressing time of the year we're sort of scrapping like you know the bottom of the barrel to find optimistic things. But I think that's the way you can really try to get Frank going where you could play in big minutes. He's going to have plenty of opportunities, you know, to, you know, take a tap, take attacks on the ball, off the ball. So I, I do like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest focus for me is just, I mean, all these kids are at least getting the run for next season. So I think if you get Frank playing a little bit more of that two guard kind of position, I think that's going to benefit him. So, I think
2: let's work under the premise that DeAndre Jordan has to start and Kevin Knox has to start because I think those two are locked in. I don't think there's any other, I don't think Fisdale's going to do. Outside of, uh, I'd say when you get to the last like five to 10 games, they'll have games where Jordan just doesn't play. But for the most part, I'd he's going to be Dennis the.
0: I Jr. is locked in as a starter, too.
2: Yeah, you, you, okay. Good, yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. You're you're right, Anthony. Dennis Smith probably is locked in as the starter. So, I would go I would go Dennis, Frank Dotson, Knox, Jordan off the bench. I would do Mitch Cornett, Trier, Allen, and kind of what I would do is to get Vonley involved, I would sub out Dot or Knox early. Get a little, and you kind of find a little bit of run for him at the four with Jordan, while still being able to play Mitch and a cornet together. But the guys, you would, Mitch is going to be at a minimum. You're getting him 20 minutes a night. Frank should be at 25 plus. Dennis Smith 25 plus. Dotson 22 at minimum. Like those guys, I want to see get a lot of run. And Kadeem Allen, you can't, you can't play him. Uh, let me ask a question for you guys off of that. Is there anyone in the group that we're talking about that you would minimize and find time for, Moutier, or do are we all in agreement that he shouldn't play anymore?
0: And we're all in agreement that he shouldn't play anymore. I just i I don't know how realistic it is that he doesn't play anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with that, and I just want to say it's not really Moutier's fault either. I think he's proven to be a better player this year, but you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is just a younger, better version of what Moutier is supposed to be. And so. even,
0: even separate from that, I mean, there's just no place for him. I mean, especially, you know, you, like you said, you have Dennis Smith there and he's going to be, you know, a, a younger, better version of Moutier. That's absolutely right. And then when you factor in, you know, Kadim Allen's kind of having, like we're saying, he's, he's kind of having a bit of a coming out up here. At least, you know, finding a role on this rotation for the rest of the season, I think should be within his grasp. And then you obviously have Frank, who's now looking more committed to a full-time two. And like kind of a, a a tween player, which is interesting all in itself, and then you know and then you just you don't you just don't have the the opportunity for this guy, but uh, that's that's where I really get stopped now when we talk about this rotation because we are talking about what our ideal look for it would be, but it's just if Moudi is still on this team then he's gonna get minutes I, I don't I don't see any way that he gets completely minimized here
2: I if we're being honest, we'll take away. Look, the shooting is going to eventually even out a little bit, and he's not going to shoot, like, 50% from threes or whatever he is. Kadeem Allen, to this point, based on how they have actually played, has been the best Knicks point guard this season, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, I would say, especially in, in the small time he's been given it, he seems to be the most comfortable in that yeah, role.
1: I mean, he's just—he's really moving the ball well. He's actually defending. I know it's a really low bar with Frank being inconsistent, the team just being the worst in the league as a whole, and the other options being Dennis Smith Jr. and Emmanuel Moutier. But he's actually been a really stout and active defender, both on and off the ball. He plays the passing lanes well. I mean, he's he's had seven assist games, nine assist games. I mean, he's I don't know what else you could really hope. Of course, the shooting's got to tail off a little bit, but. That's pretty damn good for coming off the G League from the entire season to just putting up those numbers in NBA games. You know, regardless of the Knicks roster situation.
0: I'd be really upset if the if the thing that has to give here is that he's sent back down to the G League. It I wouldn't think, be fair. Just, it really yeah, wouldn't I be. Think, I think he he's earned a shake, you know, with the club for the rest of the season. It's
1: the, we're supposed to be talking about the keep what you kill shit with fisdale and if if coming up and. And throwing up near double doubles in your first couple of games and starts isn't going to do it. then I don't know what really will, you know, earn you a spot in the rotation. So,
0: um, interestingly enough, too, like not not quite with the guards, but I have a feeling that Noah Vonleh starts to get pretty regularly minimized as the season goes on, too. I mean, you know, guy, I, I don't think he's going to be completely buried, but I could see games where he just really doesn't play, and I don't th- I don't think it's going to be an effect, a, you know, a result of his own actions or anything or how he's been on the court, but. Just his, his contract situation and, and where they kind of look to go in these last, you know, 20 plus games. I just I don't know how much playing time there actually will be for him out there either.
2: There's a scenario where I actually think I might prioritize keeping Luke Cornett over Vonlein next season.
0: It's yeah, it, it's a closer call than I think you and then I, I think people are giving it credit now or that you would have even imagined giving it credit earlier in the season. So, I don't agree with that
1: at all. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I, think, I knew you I knew you I, were coming in I, there.
1: i I think von Lee's a just pretty clearly uh, better player than Cornette is. i I get the draw to Cornette and and why he's important to an offense. and i I like that a bunch. I just don't think that he has uh, like another gear or another level after this. I think he's grinded and worked hard to improve as a player, but he's about, where he's gonna be? I think he should. I think he's an NBA player. I just don't know how much more minutes he's regularly, you know, gonna get on, on a on a better team. Like getting minutes on this Knicks team isn't really a difficult thing to do. I don't want to take too much away from him because he's been pretty good this year. But I just don't think he's gonna really do a whole hell of a lot on another team or a, a good team anyway. Even if it's a good Knicks team, I just think Von Vonleh's kind of game. Uh, He could impact the game pretty significantly in a number of different ways. He's just very versatile. I just think that's more important. So Vonley
2: at this point is down to 34% from three, and he's only shooting 50% on his twos, which for a power forward center type really isn't that great. He's, it's something that's kind of happened under the radar because of how happy we all were with how he started the season, but he's taken a pretty big, dip here recently and it's been uh, it's been going on for I think quite
1: a bit of quite a bit of time now yeah I mean he had that little lull I I want to say it was it was like it was late December early January he had like a little dip and then he picked it back up he hit he had a little hot stretch after that from deep and then I think he started to continue to level off a little bit but um you know I I don't know how much I gotta say how he finishes the rest of the year to kind of know where I stand on that part of his game because he, I think the first couple of months he he was really shooting hot. So I, I don't want to write him off now when he finally goes through this like month long struggle. So hopefully he just picks it back up at the end of the season here. He was at he was at I'm trying
2: to pull he it was up above forty percent right for a while. I yeah, think, I was...
1: think I know I know through December or through a good po- uh, portion of December he was. At or above forty percent, and he wasn't below it until, at the earliest, like the end of that month. And even okay. when he was below it, it wasn't too low. It was like thirty nine percent, thirty eight percent.
2: Okay, so I got a splits up. October, I'm gonna read off. The first number is gonna be his overall field goal percentage. His second number is gonna be the three point percentage. Okay. October fifty six forty.
1: Yeah.
2: November December, forty four forty one. December forty seven forty and the last two months January and February across the board has been pretty ugly 43 and 28 February 35 and 16
1: yeah so i mean he was he was shooting pretty well for a while at least from deep you know i mean i don't really know what's happened in 2019 for him i he, he, I don't know what's what's been different. I haven't noticed anything, them using him differently or anything. So, it he just missing shots now?
2: It's pretty much since that net. he had that Nets game where he hit, they played the one-man zone and just left him open. And I feel like that was the last time we saw him hit a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, I mean, the other part of it, too, is contractually, how do you think it's all going to pan out? Because I think even unless Noah Vonley is just completely off a cliff for the rest of the season, can't hit a three, he loses all his minutes, everything like that, he's probably going to get a decent contract. Whereas Luke Cornette, even if he proves to be uh, you know, a rotation player throughout the rest of the season, I don't think he's going to give himself enough of a showcase in, in many NBA teams' eyes, at least. Well,
2: uh, we're, we're, we're in a place where they might actually be able to bring them both back because I think true. Vonley's pr- probably... Now, like, we were thinking, like, 8 to 12 earlier in the season, maybe even higher if the three-point shooting stayed the same. Now you're looking more at the mean between 6 and 8 and probably topping out at 10. And Cornette, you could probably get back on a pretty— I don't know what the rules are with Cornette's contract. This is the second year he's been with the team. I'm not sure how those bird rights look. But him, what, like, the Ron Baker deal or something even less than that, like, two for six or something like that? He'd be someone I, I I would like both of them as depth guys on a on a
1: good team. They both have useful skills. I I'm again I'd be more interested in Lee, but I it, we don't know. I, I'm so confused by what this summer is going to be like. I know we're going to have uh, a ton of talking points and material one way or another, but I just like even th- this is like slightly off. So like I'm even worried about this like talking myself into Dennis Smith Jr. at the end of this year because like if they get a somebody else as we'll discuss in the tea leaves like maybe he's gone and then what you know like like i don't know it, it it we're in a weird spot right now man i feel very worried
0: well let's let's get into it everyone make sure before we get onto our tea leaf segment tonight make sure again that you're subscribed to everything that we're doing and that you're reviewing us we teased a giveaway earlier on in the show and uh we uh will be sure to get to some more details on that shortly but uh, keep an eye on all of our Twitter feeds for that. Make sure, even if you're just using you, uh, you know, YouTube, you're subscribed to us. Even if you're using SoundCloud, you're giving us likes, you everything like that. Um, head to our merch store too at tpublic uh, Just look up the Knicks Wall on there. You'll find us all the designs that you need. We have player tees on there. We have, you know, Kevin Knox designs. We have some very handsome Frank Ntilikina shirts up there. Impossibly handsome. Impossibly handsome. So please, please uh make sure that you are checking out our store you can head to the nextwall.com too and we'll have links for you there in the meantime let's get into the tea leaves folks so uh we are taking a look at all the noise that's surrounding the Knicks this summer. We currently have the I mean the All-Star game is being played as we record this right now, and I'm pretty sure we have two All-Stars playing in the game, correct?
1: we do, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's the close personal friends of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant mm. who were seen smiling and giggling and warming up mm. together playing some one on one. Uh you know, who can say if that's proof that they're signing with the Knicks or not? It it sure I, isn't me. I, I heard, uh, it's too co- too close to call.
0: I heard a rumor that the uh, tampering rules do not apply on All Star weekend. You know, it's
1: pictures say a thousand words. Sometimes you saw that picture of LeBron going to give a dap to Anthony Davis, and they both just looked at each other, and the moment was captured. Mm-hmm. And if and LeBron's shrugged eyebrows just—you could you could read everything right there.
0: You know what's really great though? Sometimes words say a thousand words, and KD didn't quite say that many, but he did have quite some to say about the uh, starting lineup that he's a part of uh, for this All Star game. What are you seeing when you look at the the two teams?
2: I mean, it's obvious. I mean, when you
1: look at the <laughs> starting lineups, I mean, yeah. with the advantages, I mean, you got the best. Top ten yep. five players. On yep. Yep. One Pretty team, good. You know, yeah, so it, it should be a good matchup, <laughs> though.
0: Top ten or ten five, top five players on Kevin Durant's team. Uh, one of those players is, is the uh, the ever mentioned Kyrie Irving. Uh, Brian, why why don't you kind of read into this tea leaf for us here? What do you think KD is really trying to get across uh, with all this promotion he's doing for the game?
2: I don't know what he's trying to get across, but Steph Curry's on the fucking other team.
0: <laughs> like, Interesting. <laughs> uh,
2: dude, with ha- it's just it's weird how far all those dudes on Golden State have gone out of their way to just like heap praise on Kevin Durant, and the entire time he's been there, he has been nothing but disrespectful to Steph Curry and the level of talent that he is. He may he tries to make it like he's the best player on the team he tries to make it like Steph's not nearly in the same level as him. And, frankly, KD's... Oh, I'm not... I'm, you know wow, what? I'm not wow, going to... Wow, wow, uh, wow, no, wow. I stopped. I'm stopping. I'm, stop, <laughs> I'm stopping. Brian. I'm stopping. Brian, <laughs> I'm stop, I stop, Brian. I stopped
1: Brian, I have it on good authority that sometimes certain players who may or may not be named on this podcast listen to certain podcasts that may or may not be on the iTunes store, that may or may not be about a team that is relevant to said player. So, that being said, and you having your uh, confidence meter set at 85 to 95%, I,
0: I suggest now.
1: you walk back anything that you were thinking about saying and tread very carefully here for the remainder of this episode and every episode beyond. I stopped, do you, like, do you not like how I caught myself there? Yeah, I, I did, I did. I just wanted to use this as an important teaching moment. Uh, for all for all the content that we may have to produce moving forward, and for all the tweets that I had to delete over the past two to three weeks in preparation.
0: Don't make the mistake that Brian is making, folks. Clear your timelines. Watch out. You know, make sure you're covered in the event. We're dealing with players here and then personalities here who listen. Temperamental is not the right word. It's not the right word. If if you're listening, Kevin Durant, but just ever just everyone be careful just just he proceed with caution i think that would be our, our our mantra going into the summer you know
1: anthony if you ask me and no one did but if you ask me
0: God, no, no, you one know
1: did. i i would say that speaking to the media in such a way it could not be more new york you know what i mean like you say what you mean um you just you just get it out there you know you talk a little shit you take a little shit uh, if you're in, in his situation you just keep giving it you try not to take it ever uh you just keep giving it but uh you know i mean what could be i mean that's just that's the way i took it you know i just thought that it was Sign another of a
0: true new yorker it know. was another
1: confirmation uh to me that he was coming soon but you know we'll see what happens it's not like there's any other signs that may or may not have happened
0: <laughs> um
1: it's just just very weird happenings that happen to everybody, I'm sure. So,
0: so on the other on the other side of this uh, coin here, we have the the other player that uh, seems to be best friends with Kevin Durant is Kyrie Irving. Uh, you know, maybe KD is just looking for a new point guard. Maybe he's just looking for new point guard friends. You know, who knows? But uh, I do know that Kyrie Irving currently plays for the team. Uh, of which, one, Bill Simmons is a super fan of, the Boston Celtics. Uh, so when Bill Simmons starts to see a little bit of slander about, uh, you know, uh, he, he's just feeling the heat. He knows that Kyrie is not entirely happy, and he knows that Kyrie has every right to, and may possibly leave his team this summer. And he knows that the team that Kyrie Irving is most certainly going to be leaving his team for is the New York Knicks. So whenever he sees something about the New York Knicks, Bill Simmons gets what we call salty. Um, And even when it's just uh, related to Anthony Davis, who famously was once guaranteed to be a Boston Celtic. Uh, But now Bill Simmons has this to say about the New York Knicks. They're wrapping up a two-decade free fall. Their owner is a league-wide joke. It's the NBA's most paranoid organization. They've hired horrendously and overpaid the wrong free agent over and over again. They've had 12 coaches in 17 years and they've won four finals games since 1973. And like Kyle said before, nobody asked Bill Simmons either.
1: Yeah, that is, that is never been, there's never been a more accurate. uh, I'm not mad. This is actually very funny to me. Tweet than what Bill Simmons just tweeted there. Uh, If the Knicks were in fact, and, and I have been a very big proponent of let's fucking relax on all the culture talk. Okay. But, if I was definitely not worried about a uh, a franchise wrapping up a two decade free fall with a league wide owner and uh, you know just hiring horrendously and, and overpaying the wrong free agents and all these head coaches and lack of finals games, if if uh, that was supposedly the biggest threat from taking away you know my my superstar point guard for my just amazing amazing franchise uh, i wouldn't be the least bit worried but my,
0: fa- my favorite thing about this whole thing is that it took four words to set him off this is all in a quote tweet response to uh sean devaney saying that is that how you say his name devaney? i think so uh sean devaney's uh saying that anthony davis on his appeal of the knicks in quotes it's a great franchise that is it, it it's four words five, if you want to count it is as a separate word then it's five words and it set Bill Simmons off on just this tirade, to which he then replied to his own tweet and said, "Just say it's a huge city with great fans in a fantastic arena. That's literally all you can say about the Knicks."
1: W- which, Ooh. which that part is accurate. That that part is. It
0: doesn't matter, but it's because it's coming on the end of a Bill Simmons tirade that just feels like energy from the sun to my soul.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could have just started with that tweet, and it would have been fine without the without the slam. I mean, the the thing with the Knicks being bad is like when people make the jokes, though, it's like like are are you tired of it? Like I, we all know it, it's I well, we all know until things change. Inside. Like, like, you're, like you know what I mean? It's it's very it's very obvious to understand. But that that's basically what we said in the, the last couple of podcasts. Like if if KD,
0: yeah, okay, okay. Kyle's gone. Brian, how do you feel about this whole Bill Simmons tirade?
1: Oh, I just love
2: Celtics fans getting mad. Like, whatever that dude from the times when they lost to the Warriors, just completely having a freak out. Simmons going nuts about Anthony Davis just saying absolutely meaningless words. It it just—it makes me happy. It makes, It makes—I just— it brings a smile to my face.
0: It's it's great. It's, and you know, the whole thing with, like, everyone saying, uh, like Kyle was saying about people saying, you know, the Knicks is bad. Or, and all the uh, all the things that have been thrown at us for all these years mean nothing to me at this point. I, I, like, they just—other people, outside people from this team's opinions on the Knicks could mean literally nothing else. Because I'm going to continue to talk myself into Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And if they don't come, I'll talk myself into the next thing. And I will repeat this cycle till the day that I die. (laughs) But I do know now that your words can't hurt me, fans of other teams.
2: Um, Okay, so I have the All-Star game on in front of me, as we mentioned earlier. Over the last two days, I don't think I've seen a person who's less wanted to participate in anything with the All-Star game than Nikola Jokic.
0: He does I saw his uh, his introductory things too. He, he looked very uh, not so about being there. He just looked very not impressed. Yes That's he was right. ups,
2: he was upset when he hit the three to win the skills thing to advance in the round. He was like, oh man, I really got to run up and down the court again.
0: Did you see Joe Engel's, uh comments on that Instagram post? Yes, there, that was, was superb. One... Where In- what did he say? Ingles was like, uh, or it was uh, about Joe some, Harris some winning like... the So a tag, Joe Ingalls is going to win it next time. He said, Joe Ingalls will be on vacation next year.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would. If I was in the NBA, I would want nothing to do with All-Star nothing Weekend. Nothing to do with any of this. I would, I would go to Mexico or do like a little quick vacation and just be out of there.
0: Look, I know that uh, you know, the, the megastars in this league are making upwards of $30 million to this point. But I still think that probably the best uh, you know, job you could have is being just like a, a mid, mid-rotation player in the NBA. You, know, you never have to worry about all this All-Star bullshit. You still get all the money you're going to need for any period of time and uh you, know, you just make a career out of it no one bothers you when you're at the grocery store it's like you know it, that that to me seems like the ideal level of fame and fortune
1: kyle lowry is the almost the exact level i mean he's Kyrie, been an all-star yes. but but he's been, he's like the exact like that gap that you'd want to be in because he's not good enough to make it every single year but he still gets paid like he is he's still on a contender he's still a very very good player um individually um so, so like that would be like the dream scenario. You still get all your numbers, all the payment. Uh, you get a lot of shine. You just don't get the All Star weekend. I, I think, think that's the that, ideal spot.
0: I do think that being John Wall is probably the best job in the NBA. Right oh, now. well,
1: John Wall's got a, yeah. I mean, outside of the the recent falling and slipping in his own home thing, Dirk just hit a three in the All Star game, and that was very nice.
0: Um, Kyle, before we uh before we wrap up this year podcast, I wanted to uh. I wanted to ask you, cause it seems to me that you have a, uh, you have a new friend. You want to tell us about your new friend?
1: So that's Ayanna. That's the, uh, the female that we have acquired and, uh, will be with
0: us for a I'm while. Not, uh, I'm not talking about your dog.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I you, you lead me off the, uh, <laughs> the basketball path sometimes like the mother-in-law story. So I didn't know how far we were going here. Uh, I didn't know we were breaking, breaking the glass already. I mean, are we dropping this bomb? Are you allowed to talk about your new friend, or should we not talk about him? Do, do you nah, think I should? We,
0: I don't know.
2: Maybe we shouldn't. No, I don't think you should actually mention the name.
0: Okay, so uh, here's what we'll do instead. Kyle will talk about his new dog. That will tell the followers to peruse Kyle's uh, Twitter following list uh, if you'd like to know more about who Kyle's new friend is. Kyle, and yeah. then not say, and then do us a favor and don't say anything. Yeah, don't say it. anything. Just, you, mm-hmm. You'll know. Kyle, tell us about your new, your other new friend.
1: Uh, so, so the one that's definitely not from Twitter and easily uh, visible inside of my follows is uh, the the furry one that I picked up today, whose name is Ayana. Good dog, good dog. Uh, Mason hates her, so it's gonna be a difficult adjustment, but uh, we shall see. Um, that's basically it we this have another there dog be, here.
0: there will be much more barking in the microphone as the weeks go on
1: it'll be okay once we get the basement a little more situated it's still kind of cold down there i'm figuring out the heat situation so uh well once i once we do that everything will be fine so we're almost there
0: all right well i think that's pretty much gonna do it for us this uh on this episode of the tkw podcast we're uh Obviously, we got a little bit of a break coming up here for games, but uh, we'll keep you informed on anything that you do need to know. Uh, in the meantime, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at The Knicks Wall. Make sure you're following Kyle and Brian and myself and the TKW Podcast account. Make sure, more importantly than all that, you're going to TheKnicksWall.com and keeping up with all that our writers have uh, to keep you informed about The Knicks. We're going to have a little bit more uh, you know, spec pieces as the we week go on, a couple more features about where this team should be running uh, with the, uh, with the rest of the season. Subscribe on YouTube. We have our TKW highlights going up. Subscribe on Twitch too. I'm sure over the next few days, we're going to get quite a few uh, 2K games going, maybe some uh, throwback games. Uh, Yeah. should be a lot of fun. Uh, Until then, we will talk to you all next time.
1: they